Do complex legal issues hold you back? Let's get energized and bring clarity to your top legal questions. This is Law Talk with the Flock by Guzman Law Firm. Hello, I'm your host, Gina Griezmann, a CEO, lawyer, author, and woman business owner here to help navigate you through the law, your business, and life as a leader. For today's episode, we are starting a new series called CEO Mistakes, where we will focus on topics that CEOs commonly find themselves in trouble with. Today, we're going to discuss some bad investments. So I started this series because as the CEO's attorney, I regularly see firsthand problems that my clients get into, especially if they don't seek counsel before they get into the issue, which is always better. But, you know, they always say hindsight is uh, better than foresight, and that's because we don't have a crystal ball. But with some of these tips and things that you can relate to, I think it might help you pause Maybe call your counsel before you get into one of these situations and then protect yourself. With the Gooseman Law Firm, we want to make sure that we help you protect your wealth. It's really important that you earn it and we want to help you achieve your goals. But then once you've earned it, it's also important to protect and preserve what you've worked so hard for and so hard to build. So when you've built some wealth and you're going to make some investments, what are some things to watch out for? So I've seen a lot of um, people come in and they have a situation and they're starting to see things that go south. And I have a couple of them that have come up more than one time and they've kind of become repeat things over the last 20 years of my career. And I think that they're important for you to be aware of. One of them is when you make an investment based on something that someone has told you that you've learned about at church. Now, if you go to church, that's great. I, I go to church, a lot of people go to church, and you go to church um, to worship and practice your religion, and you also meet other people when you're at church because it's a community of people. And it seems to be a trusted group of people because you're churchgoers, right? Certainly nobody's there to swindle you at church, and it kind of has that veil of trust just because you are at church. But unfortunately, I think the bad guys know that and they use that to their advantage. And as a result, I've seen a number of people make investments from things that they learned about at church. So if someone comes up and approaches you about a great business idea or investment opportunity, or you even have a presentation that you've seen at church, be mindful and be aware because I think a lot of times people tread on other people's trust in those environments. And if it's beyond just, you know, donating to the church and your offering, and it's actually about a business investment, um, you need to be very careful and do some due diligence. That even comes up when it's, um, I've seen there was a big Ponzi scheme down in Kansas City related to a bunch of churches where they were actually buying vehicles for people that they thought needed vehicles which seemed like a great mission outreach to those folks. But it turned out to be all part of a scheme for some people to get rich quick on the other end of the situation. So be mindful. Um, Other things I've seen at church um, that end up coming up are foreign currencies. 
um, that there's some foreign currency that you can invest in that most people probably never have heard of, might be with some Middle Eastern country or some third world country, and their currency is gonna be on the rise, and it's backed by gold, and there's all these great things about it, and you should invest, and here's your way to invest. And The other thing about it, it tends to be very secretive, and they will approach you with things like, because I know you and we go to church together, or we're in an XYZ group together, I'm gonna let you in on this great opportunity. That's always something to also be mindful of. Whenever somebody wants to let you in on a great opportunity, but you can't tell anybody else about it. And it's not that um, there aren't great opportunities that need to be held in private, but it's a really big warning sign if you have to sign a non-disclosure agreement and you can't talk to your attorney or your accountant or CPA about it. Uh, you should always be able to get advice from your CPA and your attorney regarding any business dealings that you are doing. And if you can't, that is a major, major red flag. So moving on, let's talk about another one. This is something that was heavily dominated in the papers um, for years, and I know they're making movies about it now, and that goes back to Bernie Madoff and the Bernie Madoff Ponzi scheme and how that hit so many people so hard. And I think that that was a situation where uh, everybody trusted Bernie Madoff and his uh, organization and, and it grew really large and nobody knew that really that was um, a house of cards ready to fall. And I think the thing that hit so many people so hard was they had all their eggs in that one basket because they were getting great returns and they were confident and excited that they were in and able to invest with Bernie Madoff and his companies. And so they put everything they ever had into that one investment um, organization. And financial advisors, and I, I work with a ton of financial advisors, and there are many, many great financial advisors, and they um, do a wonderful job for their clients, but they will want you to put all of your investments with them. Now you do get some economies of scale and you could get some reduced fees and you will have one person that can oversee your entire portfolio and make sure it's properly balanced. But whenever that comes up, I often think back to the Bernie Madoff situation and how, not that you're accusing your financial advisor of being Bernie Madoff, but having all of your eggs in one basket if something does go wrong can be devastating for folks because when they lost all of their investments um, and when that thing fell apart, um, if they had everything that they owned there, that was really devastating for those folks. And so I would just be mindful about maybe diversifying a little bit, not just within your portfolio, but also with your advisor. Now, uh, if you wonder about any of these things I'm talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, you can watch an episode of uh, one of my favorite uh, series called American Greed. And I used to watch this regularly because it, it was just so fascinating how all of these ways that people have come up with to try and swindle great people out of their hard-earned money. And unfortunately, it happens all the time. And if you're wondering how often it happens, um, you can watch some American Greed episodes uh, or Google it more. But I would say I don't think it's as heavily covered and it's maybe drowned out to some extent in our local media and in our national and regional media, you don't hear as many stories unless they are of the Bernie Madoff scale where people have been um, swindled out of their money. And 
So I think that it kind of gets washed over and it's, it's not as high on people's radar. And also people tend to be trusting by nature and everybody wants to um, be part of that American dream or even that get rich quick. So that brings me to my next one, the get rich quick. Everybody's got stories about so-and-so who invested in X, Y, Apple. You invested in Apple years ago. Or um, here in the Midwest, it's those people that invested in Berkshire Hathaway in the early days. And um, there's definitely awesome investments that you could make, or if you invested in the Amazon long ago. Um, and those are all real true stories. But for the most part, get rich quick doesn't happen. And I think for every one of those stories that where somebody has um, made a killing at some sort of investment, there are, I don't know what the statistics are, I'm gonna make my own up, but I would imagine that there are 25 for every one that actually was successful, or maybe 100 to one where it was actually successful. And I'm less concerned about the securities that are highly regulated by the SEC. So if they're traded on a stock exchange, you probably know what you're getting into, but it's these private site investments that are um, more risky and they actually are more heavily regulated um, because of the issues that they have with being more risky. And when I say they're he more heavily regulated, you usually have to be what they call an accredited investor before you can actually invest in uh, certain types of investments that are not um, publicly traded. So to be an accredited investor, usually you have to have an annual income of about $500,000 or a net worth of a, a certain threshold. But even there, I can tell you that if you have a $3 million in net worth that you've worked really hard for in growing your small business, and then you put all of your um, earnings from the business you just sold in an unaccredited opportunity um, to build a car wash in the middle of Iowa, um, it probably isn't the safest bet for your funds. And I think that you'd be much, much better off working with a certified financial advisor or certified financial planner, a CFP, that could help you find some investments that would diversify your funds, be in a safe place, achieve some of your goals, be a blend and not be entirely risky. It doesn't mean that you can't put a portion of your funds um, into a special project or something along those lines, but it's really when people go all in on an investment and then it doesn't pan out for them and it all goes away. And I think that anytime there's a get rich quick opportunity, you really, really need to be careful and make sure that you're only um, wagering, because it's almost like you're betting, uh, what you can afford to lose and what you're comfortable losing. And just because they claim you're an accredited investor doesn't mean you actually have all the knowledge. Uh, I know me personally, I was a finance major in undergrad and I'm a lawyer now. And so I work with certified financial planners to help me uh, manage my own investments because I don't have the time and the um, ability to watch those in the same method and manners that they do. And really to delegate that to someone that that's their full-time job uh, helps me sleep better at night. So let's talk about financial advisors. Not all financial advisors are the same. I think it is important when you're gonna work with a financial advisor to make sure they're credentialed and know what those credentials are. And uh, I think there are different certifications that really do mean something and do matter. And one of the ones that I've um, come to rely on myself quite a bit is the CFP or Certified Financial Planner designation. And I, I think that that is, uh, 
certain standard that those folks have attained and uh, both their training as well as testing and their skills to get them to be certified. And it helps them also be able to work with your other advisors to make sure that you have a holistic plan. So your financial planner and your attorney that is helping you with your estate and your goals, um, it's important to make sure that they're linked up and connected along with your um, CPA as well, the person that's helping you with your taxes. You wanna have a really great, well-rounded team and that team should be comfortable and um, able to talk to one another and collaborate as, as needed. And while you might be comfortable as the CEO running your company, you may not want to always be the person that's coordinating those folks. And so at some point, you may also designate one of your trusted advisors to be the one to, to coordinate your other um, trusted advisors for you so that you can maybe spend your time on other things that are worth it to you. So uh, last tips I have for CEOs to avoid trouble, I guess I'm going to just kind of go back and summarize. Beware of having to sign a non-disclosure agreement that doesn't allow you to um, talk to your own attorney or your CPA or other financial advisor about what the opportunity is. Um, make sure that you have a heightened sense of awareness when you're in a, a trusted group um, and the group's main purpose isn't financial services. Beware of putting all of your eggs in one basket and even if you're an accredited investor, make sure that you only uh, invest what you're comfortable with at any given time. So with all of that, those are some of my uh, tips for CEOs as you're making investments. And I wish you all the very best and to be able to preserve your wealth that you've worked so very hard for. Thank you for listening and have a great day, everyone. Go make it worth it. Goodbye. Thanks for joining us for Law Talk with the Flock by Gooseman Law Firm. We hope you feel energized and ready to soar past your goals. Become a Flock fan and subscribe to our podcast for weekly episodes. Learn more at goosemanlaw.com.